Bridge Youth. How are you guys doing tonight? You good? Hey, on the count of three, shout out your favorite Disney Pixar song. One, two, three. Wow, okay. I didn't hear anything any of you said. But I was a little bit let down that nobody knew. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think our collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has? Such a banger. This is a true story. Back when me and Amber first met, this was before iPods were even made. I had a CD folder. And who said G's? First off, guy, I had a CD folder. And in that CD folder was the Little Mermaid soundtrack. It was a, like a, a shell, like, an, like a seashell, blue. It was lit. And I have no, I'm not ashamed of that at all in any way, shape, or form. I feel like knowing your favorite Disney Pixar song can really help you to get to know a person. Um, so we're going to ask that in just a minute of this, this lady sitting to my right, your left. So you'll get to hear from her in just a minute. I'll introduce her in a minute. Hey, but tonight, if you're brand new here, can I just say an extra special welcome to you? Thanks so much for coming and spending your time with us. We're so excited that you're here. We're so excited in the midst of everything going on in your life, all that's happening, all the things you've got in your schedule. You chose to spend your Wednesday night with us. We think that's so special. Whether you're right here in the room or maybe you're watching online, we like welcoming our guests by saying we are here to build you up, not? Yeah, we love you and we back you. Hey, we are in week two of our series entitled Life Lessons. Somebody say Life Lessons. Last week, we heard from Grayson and Cameron, and they shared such awesome life lessons. I really love series like this because uh, Scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And really what that means, we overcome everything in life. We overcome the enemy, all things. We overcome it by what Jesus did for us and by our stories. That's what a testimony is. Is. And so we really hope for just a couple things to happen through this series. We really hope that you would realize that you have a story. Your story matters, so you should share it. Look at the person sitting next to you. Tell them, you have a story. Your story matters, so share it. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Tell them, you have a story. Your story matters, so share it. On Facebook. <laughs> hey, I'm so stoked for tonight. We'll be hearing two stories, one from a student and one from a leader. And so tonight, to kickstart us, the very first one, would you guys put your hands together and welcome the one and only Riley Sylvester. <laughs> Riley, how you doing? I'm good. Awesome. Riley, uh, share with us. Um, let's go. How old are you? What school do you go to? I am 14 years old, and I go to Linfield Christian School. Linfield! Linfield Middle School. I'll see you guys tomorrow at chapel. I'll be preaching tomorrow. It's going to be sick. Come ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was there two weeks ago, too. <laughs> um, sick. Okay. Riley, to help us get to know you, tell us, what's your favorite Disney Pixar movie, and what's your favorite Disney Pixar song? Maybe it's not from the same movie. Hit us with it. I think my favorite Disney Pixar movie, I think it's Cars. Cars? Yeah. Cars is lit. Cars ride at California <laughs> Adventure, so sick. It's the best. I lose every time, and it drives me crazy. I know it's automatic, and I don't do anything. It's, that's how much I hate losing. I lose yeah. at Cars, and it drives me crazy. What's your favorite yeah. Disney Pixar song? 
I think it's Life is a Highway. <laughs> it's in the Cars movie. It's, it's in, in the, the Cars, Cars movie. movie, but who like, is... Can somebody Google that? Who is that? Life is a highway. Rascal Flatts. It's Rascal Flatts? Yeah. Is that considered country? Yes. <laughs> no. I hate country. I hate country. Country sucks. I can't stand country music. I ain't got time for that. Dude, I don't have any time for your pickup truck and the bubble gum on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> doop, 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 doop. That's garbage. Can't stand it. Who loves country? This is your time to shine. Yes. Freaking honky-tonks, man. <laughs> I'll move on. Sorry. Riley, do you like country? Huh? Do you like country? Yeah. All right. So you got one person who hates it, one person who loves it. We involve and include everybody here at Bridge Youth. Um, I got to meet Riley uh, uh, a while ago, and just hearing some of her story, I was like, this is so cool. Here's one of the things I love about Riley's story. There's a lot of you who've heard my testimony. I'm typically the one who will preach on a Wednesday night if you're new around here. And so you hear a lot of my story. You'll hear how I grew up. And for a lot of you, you can relate. And you're like, dude, I, I'm right there with you, man. And then there's a lot of you who can't relate. And I've even had some students who have come up to me and been like, you know what, Corey? I feel like I almost don't have a testimony. And so what I've done is I've so strategically, you know, partnered with Riley tonight in this message, in this series, because she will understand many of you in a way that I won't. She will have walked through some struggles and some difficulties. And this is why everybody, look at your neighbor, say, that means you. This is why everybody's story is so important. Because there's some people in this room who would relate to my story. There's some who would relate to, to Riley's story. There's some people who wouldn't relate to either of our story. They relate to Ryder's story, which Ryder is like the coolest name in the world. I got stuck with Corey. Bro, you knew Billie Jean like that, dude. And strategic guess on Hillsong. They've like written 90% of worship music. Yeah. That, was, that was very strategic. But like your story matters because there's some people who when they hear Riley's story tonight, they're going to go, me too. But then there's some people in the room who, who they need to hear your story. So you have a story, your story matters, so share it. Riley, tonight, would you share with us the testimony, the story, and the life lesson you want to share with us? Yes, of course. So um, what I want to share about is I am blessed and a Christian. I was born into a Christian family. My sister, Jordan, is the worship leader at Boo. the bridge. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's the one chance I had. And she has to lead worship after this. <laughs> She's also a Bible teacher at a Christian school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom is a principal at that same Christian school. <laughs> and I go to that same Christian school. And <laughs> my parents are happily married still. And I'm saying all this to say I'm in a Christian family and I have been basically born into one. But basically, you can't, you can have hand-me-down clothes from my sister and my family, but you can't have hand-me-down faith. Your Woo! faith has to be your own, for Say sure. Say that again, Riley. Say so it you, again for the people in the back. You can have hand-me-down clothes from your sister, your family, whatever, but you can't have hand-me-down faith. Your faith, has, your faith has to be your own. Somebody say amen to that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so basically, like, the life lesson I want to share with you guys tonight is that your faith has to be your own, and you have to have your own personal relationship, you yourself, with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, basically, I want to say, when you stand before God, you'll be standing alone. You'll be standing by yourself with well, you and God. 
And also, like, your parents won't be there. When you're standing at the gates of heaven, Jesus is going to be there welcoming you and just you. Just you and him personally. Yeah. And so, in Matthew 7:23, it says, those who are sent away from the Lord, I, I never you knew you. That's what God will say to you personally. Mm-hmm. If he sends you away, he says, I never knew you. So, what that kind of drives me to just want a relationship with God and just have a relationship with him through my faith and just my faith in him. Because if he never knew you, yeah. that means... And you still thought you were, you thought you were a Christian still? It means you were living through hand-me-down faith. Yeah. Through hand-me-down faith from your pastor, your friends, or your family. You didn't have your own faith personally. Yeah. And so, hold on, sorry. Good. <laughs> um, it also says in Hebrews 13:5, I'll never leave you. I'm the, I will never forsake you. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is going to, going to be with you. He's yeah. in your heart. He lives in your heart spiritually. Yeah. He will be with you, and he will never forsake you throughout your faith and your journey through Christ. Yeah, that's so good. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. See, one of the things that over the years of being a youth pastor, I've been a youth pastor for close to 15 years, one of the things that I've talked to, walked out with students who've grown up in church, which just by a show of hands real quick, who, who grew up in church? Like, you've been going to church. Wow, okay. Um, and for the rest of you, like, I didn't grow up in church. Amber didn't grow up in church. So all of you who just like lifted your hands, we might be able to relate to each other and understand each other on a lot of different levels. But to be honest, this is a place where like, I often feel almost helpless as a youth pastor and where I really do lean on our leaders and our team like Riley. People like Riley who she'll understand you on a level that I can't understand you. And I've walked out with some students. I remember three, four years ago, someone who was like, they have been in our church since like day one. And I stood at the back of this room as this young man told me, Corey, I don't know if I believe all of this. And I said, why? He goes, because my parents made me go to church every Sunday. My parents made me be a part of youth group. My parents made me read the Bible. My parents and us, we prayed all the time. He's like, dude, my, my mom's a Christian. My dad's a Christian. My older sister's a Christian. My younger sister's a Christian. Our dog is a Christian. It is, we don't have Netflix. We watch pure flicks, okay? Like, it's Christian on, it's just Christian everywhere we go. The only places we eat is In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A. That is it. It's all, and he said, so, so what's happened is I've gotten it, and at this point, he had just graduated high school. He was getting ready to go to college, and he said, so the thing is, is I'm trying to figure out, do I believe this because I believe it, or do I believe this because my parents told me I believe this? You want to talk about owning your faith? That is a, see, some people will hear my story about, you know, dad was in prison, and life was wild, and be like, whoa. You must have struggled so much. I'm like, well, yeah, in some ways. But then I think about young people like you, Riley, who's like, dude, to, to have to struggle with whether or not your faith is your own or whether it's just inherited, dude, that's a struggle. And that's one of the reasons I wanted Riley to come and talk. And one of the verses that she mentioned, and I think it was at Matthew 7. Matthew 7, 23. The scary thing about that verse, that's, that verse is talking about the day of judgment when you stand before the Lord. And there's one thing that either gets you in or God says, depart from me. And that's whether or not he knew you. 
whether or not he knew you. Look at your neighbor. Say you. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second, and as creepy of a whispering voice as you could say, say you. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be as creepy as it was, but it was funny. When he, you notice both the verses that Riley mentioned, both the depart and I'll be near to, I'll never leave you. The verbiage there is you, 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 you. This relationship, it's got to be personal. So let me ask you this then, Riley, um, because it's a question that honestly, like I, I don't know how to give the answer to. My parents didn't go to church. My parents didn't make me go to church. I got saved at a Bible club at my, at my uh, high school because there was free pizza. So I never struggled with, is my faith my own? I knew it was my own. So then growing up in a Christian home, Christian parents, Mom and dad are both Christians. Mom is literally the principal at a Christian school. Older sister is on staff with us here at the church as a worship leader. And I know I booed you, but we love you, Jordan. You're awesome. And our worship would not be what it is without you, sincerely. Um, and, like, even I, even your dog. Is it, what's your dog's name? Ammo. Ammo. Is it Bulldog? He's not saved. Is Ammo not saved? All right, come on, everyone just bow your head. We're going to pray for Ammo right now. Lord, I pray, <laughs> convict Ammo of his bad decisions. Um, so, like, so how have you made your faith your own? How have, you, how, how, how have you made your faith personal and your own? Yeah, so my faith has never been like it is now, like now on my own. So yeah. When I began carving my own path instead of my parents carving my path, it kind of took me to like see that my parents told me to go to church and they told me to go to youth group, just like just this one. They told me to come here and they told me to get involved in the church, to know the pastor, to since my sister was a worship leader, maybe join the worship team, yeah. like just how now I finally did, but with my own faith. Yeah. So basically... What I'm trying to say is I was told to go to church, I was told to go to youth group, and I was told to get involved. But now it's in the case that I get to go to church, yeah. I get to go to youth right. group, and I get to be involved on the worship, teach, on the worship team yeah. and being able to talk through my brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. And I get to do this throughout my own faith. Yeah. So now, and that's all because, all because I wanted my own faith. All because I wanted to know Jesus personally. I wanted him to know just everything. I wanted to talk to him just like as him, like being our father, all the father in Christ. I wanted to know, I wanted to know more about that. And just through me, not through my parents telling me to read the Bible or to just, just a verse that came to them and telling me that. I wanted to be able to tell them a verse that came to me wow, that's and great. say that to them. That's so good. Well, a couple of things that, that Riley just said that I think are, are maybe even more significant than you realize was she said, she said, my parents had paved the way for me, but I had to carve my own path. Like you got to understand at some point you, it's, you have no clue how, um, okay, I'm going to be super transparent as a pastor real quick. Is that all right? Apparently it's not all right. Is that Okay. One of the most annoying things in the world as a pastor is when people will come to you and go, well, I'm leaving, I'm leaving the church. And you say, why? The, the, here's the annoying part. Because I'm not being fed. I'm like, then learn to cook, bro. 
Like, not being, okay, look at this from a practical standpoint. When Riley was, I don't know, like three, four, five years old, of course mom and dad had to, had to feed her. Like, Sometimes, like with kids, you have to like you have to manipulate them to feed them. You've got to like get the the baby food, the peas, and like do the airplane thing. How awkward would it be right now if Mr. Sylvester came to the stage and was like, "Riley, you've not eaten your peas. Here comes the choo choo." You know, Riley would be embarrassed. She would be like, "I can never show my face at Bridge Youth again." She she probably try to fight her dad in front of everybody, right? Everybody. Laughing at how ridiculous that sounds and how ridiculous that is, but there's so many people in this room right now. Well, that's what your spiritual life looks like. Mm-hmm. You're the. I'm, I'm coming for you all, Riley. It's your fault. You did this, okay? <laughs> there's some of you guys who are 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, been following Jesus for 10 years, and you're still strapped in the spiritual high chair, like feed me, feed me, feed me. And then the moment nobody's coming over to feed you, you're like, well, I'm leaving the church because I'm not eating that. That's fine when you're an infant. But man, I love like your story, Riley. It's like, yo, I, I got up, I went to the spiritual pantry, I found the ingredients, and I started making my own meals. I've not, I've not kept on in maturity, kept on relying on other people to feed me. Kept on. So maybe this isn't, um, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Riley. This isn't necessarily on um, our questions or on our notes. What are some of the things that, that you've gone to that have fed your faith? What's some of the things that built your faith? I would definitely say going to youth every week. Amen. <laughs> I paid her 20 bucks to say that. <laughs> no, no, going to youth every week willingly and wanting to come and show my face here and see what Jesus has to say to me personally. It's honestly shaped how I am as like a character because I definitely believe that what you and like what you hear either through social media or through the songs that you listen to I definitely believe that that's gonna that's gonna influence you and so coming to youth on Wednesdays that I feel like has influenced me in a way to just be motivated more to want to know Jesus another thing is church camp yes (laughs) she is wearing a summer camp shirt right now summer camp shirt um, church camp, we had camp Reggie. Champs. Oh, yeah. Black team. <laughs> um, going to church camp, we had Reggie, an amazing, amazing pastor, motivational speaker. He definitely spoke to me, like, even through completing, like, not even completing, because I'm still growing in my faith today. I'm not, like, my faith isn't done growing. It's still That's growing. Great. Um, really good. He's definitely helped me and boosted me in a way that, I got to carve my own path, going down the path, because you have so many different ways. You're not just gonna like, you're not just gonna have one thing that's gonna carve your path. You're gonna have other things, other hardships, other like motivations, like youth group and summer camp, that's gonna carve your path for you. Yeah. So I definitely think that Reggie helped me, per- like personally, build yeah. that more personally. Yeah. And so, going, kind of going to church camp, definitely, I would say, youth group. Even when Pastor Zach's giving the message or Pastor Gary, even Pastor Ann at, like, woman events, like, Amber, when she's spoken, everything, when you speak every week, like, that helps me so much. Even just get through that day or that week because I appreciate you guys so much because you don't know, like, what we're going through as students, but you still preach and God finds a way to speak through you 
and speak to us to help us carve that path and stay motivated and keep dedicating our life to Jesus. So yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Can I just share a random thought that that was popped in my head as you were speaking? That that whole section, you got you guys need to know like what we get up here and we do as preachers and even our entire panels and everybody, we take a lot of time prepping for this. We, the people who would be in this panel, we talked to month ago. Some we talked to like four or five months ago. And we prepare and we, you know, we've been going back and forth, all the speakers, almost every day over the last week, like carving out how we're going to say stuff in the way. And it's all prepared. And, and the question I just threw out at Riley was one that we did not prepare for. And, and Riley, like, this is legitimately just a thought I had in my mind as you were speaking. The way in which you just communicated was so eloquent and it was so, um, it was natural for you. And sometimes when God naturally gifts us to do things, it might be a revealing of some of what he'll call us to and some of the plan and purpose in our life. I'm not saying thus says the Lord. I'm not saying like, go do ministry and preach. And But like, hey, we are a church who believes in women of God who are called into leadership and preaching and teaching and stepping into what God's called us to. And if God's called you to something like that, to me in this moment as your youth pastor, that was very obvious. One other thing I want to say um, is, you know, I guess I guess two things. One would be, one of the things that, that Riley did was she in, in the body of Christ, she brought her talents and abilities. She's able, she's got a voice. This girl can sing. And she's like, God, if, I can, if you've given me this gift and this ability, I'm going to give it right back to you. So let me ask you, what can you do? What is your gift? What's your talent? What's your ability? We have boys who every week set up our skate park, our basketball hoops, and they just, they hang out with kids out there. I can't tell you what it does as a pastor to see uh, Gio and John and Evander and, and, all, and Preston and Christian, all the boys who, like what they have, Kai, who, what they have is muscles <laughs> and a willing heart to go set something up and play basketball with some kids. Sometimes I'm like, boys, you don't have to dunk on the sixth graders, okay? But hey, it builds character. <laughs> but like, they're just bringing, like, maybe for you, like, this is why we have students pray every week. One, because Pastor Corey just loves to hear young people pray. And two, because like, like we want you to know the ministry, it's yours. Bridge Youth belongs to you. Yo, the ball is in your court. When you come to us and hey, I have this idea, that idea, blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, we want you to take the reins of this youth ministry and run with it. So as Riley, she's like, one of the things in me carving my path was bringing my gifts and my abilities to the body of Christ. What do you bring to the table? And the second thing before we get to our last question is, um, Riley, I'm so glad you figured it out now. You, how old are you again, 14? I'm 14, yeah. 14. There's so many people, Riley, who are in your shoes and have a story like yours, who they grew up in church and they grew up in faith. And what they'll do is, is they'll kind of struggle with the, this faith identity crisis all the way through high school. They'll be a freshman in college, a sophomore in college, a junior in college. And when they don't have the support system, when they don't have, um, when they don't have a, an environment conducive to faith, but rather they're off at some random university all alone with all the freedom you never had because you had good Christian parents who didn't give you all the freedom in the world, but that's actually a good thing. And maybe I'll preach sometime about freedom and how freedom's actually... Uh, you, you think you want freedom, but you don't. Because if, if we were to throw you out into the middle of the ocean in the raging storm in nothing but a Speedo, you'd be free, but you'd be miserable. Think about it. Parameters and boundaries, they equal safety, and you actually begin to flourish. That's why God didn't give us absolute. Uh, he didn't give us 
100% like, hey, just go crazy. No, instead, he gave us boundaries and freedom within that. And it's smart and it's genius. And you embracing that is one of the wisest things that you can do. But if you figure this out now, if you figure out this faith identity crisis now like Riley did, can I tell you, because I've seen it time and time and time and time again, you will save yourself a world of heartache and you will save yourself a world of destruction and a world of regret. I live no regrets. Yeah, well, come talk to me in a decade when you're getting married and you have kids. Come talk to me when, in, a, in two decades when, when your life has all these shambles that you're still trying to pick up and you're trying to get. Can I tell you, God would rather be using you and blessing you than healing you and forgiving you, okay? So, Riley, I'm so proud of you that you figured this out now. You did it because I'm a proponent for sooner than later. Riley, as we wrap up, what would you want to leave us with? I want to leave you with move forward, not backwards. So don't move backwards in your faith, even though, like, I am only human. I do not live a perfect life. God knows that for sure. Um, but I kind of want to say, don't get distracted. Right. I've definitely gone through certain distractions. I have had hardships with friendships yeah. um, that I had, I had to go to my parents for. Right. I was talking to my parents about just friendships that were really hard for me. Mm. And or even like when my brother and sister were, was in college, we had a ton of hardships in our family. Yeah. And as the youngest, I don't know if any youngest children can relate to this, mm. but I feel like when my family was down, it was almost my fault because as a youngest, I feel, I felt like I had to like keep my family uplifted and like wow. keep them smiling. And so I would blame myself for my family's hardships. But then just growing through faith as I started knowing Jesus more, um, God, God like basically awoken me and was like, these friendships that you're having hardships with, you can come to me for, you can come to me for, and you can share this with me, and I can help you through. Or when you're having hardships in your family, it's not your fault. It's hardships that Satan's trying to distract you with, but I am here for you. Right. And I feel like in this room, if anybody's like feeling distracted or like the temptation's getting you really hardly, go pray. I challenge you to pray tonight. Go to your room and be right. like, Jesus, I'm distracted. Mm. Help me get on this path. Help me carve my path more and more for you. Right. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, basically with hardships and families and hardships and friends, I felt like I could only go to my parents. I could only go to my family. But now, no, you have Jesus. You yeah. have Jesus in Amen. your heart at any time of the day, throughout yep. the day. Great. He lives in you. He Great. lives in you. He told you that. He lives in your heart. His spirit does. Talk to him. That's one of the many gifts he's given us. So talk to him. Don't take advantage of it. Yeah, great, great. Uh, you had a, um, which by the way, shout out Mr. and Mrs. Sylvester. They're, they're awesome. They're super cool. Um, great people. And glad that they, they motivated your faith, but so glad that you chose to, um, to capture your faith and make it your own. You shared with me that there was, um, there was a verse that you wanted to leave everybody with, a verse that your grandmother told you yeah. about, yeah? Yeah. So Psalms... Well, basically, my I kind of want to tell a little backstory. Yeah, okay. um, basically, my grandma would have Bible study for the summer. Another thing that our family would do, like for all the cousins, we lived on a ranch. We had 
all the fireballs, everything, we would go in Bible study. And she challenged us to memorize this one verse, famous, Psalms 23, 1 through 3, which says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He gives me new strength. He guides me in the right path as he has promised. And the key word in that is he gives you. He gives me. He's giving you Mm -hmm. the path. He's leading in your path. He leads you beside green green pastures. And so I just want to leave you with the fact that you're going to have hardships Mm -hmm. and you're going to have you're just going to go through a lot, and yep. you're going to get distracted. But mm-hmm. stay on the path. Stay carving your own path, and don't get distracted, and know that God is for you yeah. personally, and he's wanting you to have your yeah. own faith with him. Yeah. And he yeah. wants you. He doesn't want your family's faith. He wants yeah. your faith yeah. personally. That's so great. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, as we close, uh, for any and everybody in the room, whether you grew up in a Christian family or not, like let this moment, this testimony, this life lesson be, um, Riley used this, this kind of uh, phraseology a moment ago, be, let it be your wake-up call. There, it's one thing to know about God. It's a completely different thing to know God. I know God. Riley knows God. And I know that like what she's sharing, it's not I shared this with my nephew the other day at a roller skating rink of all places. It's like, you, you ever have, you ever eat somewhere and, and the food is so good. You're like, I gotta tell my friends. I gotta tell my family. I gotta tell people how good this place is. That's what Riley's doing. She's going, you guys, a personal relationship with Jesus. It's so good. I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I just have to tell you about it. So Riley, would you, would you pray for people in the room and, and yes. pray for this? Which, one other thing. Riley shared how, like, her mom, her dad, her sister, Ammo, in Jesus' name, will be saved. <laughs> Come from a Christian family. Ooh, everybody loves Jesus. And yet, even her Christian family still struggles. Like, you guys, just because you're in a Christian family doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> The psalm that she just wrote is, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Who, you know who wrote that? King David, who God said was a man after his own heart. This dude was close to God, and he struggled. So would you maybe pray for any Christians who are struggling? And then here's the big one. This is what I really feel in my heart for you to pray for people, Riley. You talked about the next steps yeah. to owning your faith. You have a step. Look at your neighbor. Say, You. Look at your, your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Say, definitely you. <laughs> Look at the person behind you. Say, definitely you. You're just talking to someone in the back of someone's head. <laughs> you. You have some next steps. So right now, I'm going to ask the question, and I'm going to ask Riley to pray for this. What are your next steps? Some of you, right now, God just spoke to you. Because right now, when I said, what are your next steps, something, got, something popped in your mind. Like Riley talked about, there's some friends that you know your next steps are steps away from those friends. For some of you, you know that your next steps are being actively involved and planted in God's house and church and in you. For some of you, you know your next steps is giving your life to Jesus because you've never done that. For some of you, your next steps is beginning to pursue. What, what are your next steps? And I think that as Riley prays, God is going to reveal what those are to you. Yeah. But then you have to carve your own path because nobody can do it for you not even your parents. So Riley, can you pray for those things? Yes, of course. 
Lord Jesus, I thank you for this night. I thank you for all the students in the room and the amazing leaders we have in this room. I pray for these students that might feel like they don't have their own faith or that they don't have a path that they've carved yet in their own faith. I pray that you speak to them, you speak through them, you show them their next step that they're supposed to take and you that you want them to take. I pray that you just make it so clear and like make that visual in their head currently right now and help them know and help them know the next steps and how they can go forward and help who they can come to to help to go forward. Help them know that they are loved and that everybody in this room loves them, thinks they're family. And I thank you so much for this night. Amen. Amen. Hey, give it up for Riley Sylvester. So proud of you, girl. Absolutely killed it. Thank you for sharing your story. Man, so cool. You guys, there is nothing like having a faith of your own. There's nothing like knowing Jesus personally and living for him. Take that life lesson. Run with it. Take those next steps in Jesus' name. Hey, coming up next is uh, someone who got on staff with us uh, um, not that long ago. She's been on staff with us for a little while. And after having got on staff, I'll tell a quick story before I intro her. She said, hey, um, years ago, I came to uh, what then was called Connecting Point, now called Starting Point. And she's like, and I wanted to get involved with youth. And somehow things slipped through the cracks and I, and I was never called. I was never hit up. I was never contacted. She goes, and I didn't know why, and really it probably was just me and Amber missing something along the way or the card not getting to us or whatever. We messed up. It's on us. Um, but then she's like, but I feel like it's all in God's timing. And in God's timing, here she is, one of, our, one of our strongest youth leaders. We love her so much. She's got an incredible story. Would you guys please give it up for the one and the only Alicia? And I don't know if it's, I still don't know if it's Amadio or Amodio. I'm pretty sure it's Amadio. Amadio. Alicia's out here rocking the pearls. Alicia, boys wear pearls now. Boys wear pearls now, too. How do we feel about that? Are we good with it? We not good with it? <laughs> I'm not feeling it, actually. <laughs> Dude, so. I, bro, I mess, I mess I with the pearls. I want to own the pearls myself, so you guys Who, I think, your own jewelry. <laughs> I think Isaiah Vega was wearing pearls um, one time, and I was like, bro, those are sick. I was like, let me try them on. I tried them on, and I looked over at Amber, and she went, uh-uh. So that was that, you guys. Uh, boys, one day you'll get married, and you won't be able to wear anything you want. Um, if you don't know, Alicia... Um, she's my Hawaiian sister. I'm Hawaiian. <laughs> she's Hawaiian. Uh, in the offices every day, we just drink Hawaiian punch and do the hula Not all day, true. every day. That's never, we've never drank Hawaiian punch never in the drink office hula. and we've never done the hula. Maybe you have. I've not done the hula. <laughs> Not once in the moves. office. Um, hey, Alicia, uh, really is somebody she's, can I tell you, she's on staff with us at church. She gets, she gets paid to serve in church and be a part of our staff, which is awesome. Here's one thing she doesn't get paid for. She doesn't get paid to be here on Wednesday nights. She volunteers her time to be here. And um, there's times in the office where I, I call, um, me, me and Alicia have a thing called the OT crew. Because for whatever <laughs> reason, um, overtime, for anybody who doesn't know what it OT doesn't stands for. Um, <laughs> I don't, for whatever reason, oftentimes, once the offices are closed and everything, we end up being, uh, it's the last ones here. And we're always like, OT crew, you know. <laughs> um, so there's times where she is putting in OT, and yet she's still here. And that just shows to me that, like, she has such a heart for you guys. Yeah. She loves you guys. She's here for you guys. She's not paid to be here. She just believes in the next generation. And I can't tell you how 
how many times I've heard her say that around the office and, and just in conversations that we've had. But let's get to know Alicia a little bit. So Alicia, you are you are Hawaiian. Um, I am. You have a few kids. How many kids do you have? Twelve. Twelve kids. Just kidding. <laughs> just two. Your son just said, really? What? <laughs> yeah, just two. kids. Two. What's their names? Uh, pardon? What's their names? I have a daughter who's 26, and her name is Madison. Mm-hmm. I have a son who is 24, and his name is Dustin. And he's here tonight. Dustin. So, so nice. Thanks. Real quick, man, for all of our youth leaders, you single? Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'm not kidding. I don't all know. All right. <laughs> There's some good awkward. godly Christian women in this room who need a Sorry. good godly Christian <laughs> husband who has a stable job and is a gentleman, okay. which you are both of those. And you're also six foot four, so that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> Alicia. I know what to say about that now. <laughs> what's your favorite Disney Pixar movie? I knew it. I was thinking, I was looking at Dust and I'm like, oh my God, what's my favorite movie? Um, I really, I like them all, to be honest. We've seen them all, but I really like to watch The Incredibles. The Incredibles, dude. I Incredibles like them, a banger. Guys. Right. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Dash, Incredibles all of banger. it. It's good. Um, what's your favorite Disney Pixar song? Well, I just heard it today when Amber started singing, so <laughs> A Whole what New World. I oh, that. A Whole New World. <laughs> yeah, in staff meeting, Amber started singing A Whole New World, and then Alicia started singing an old worship song <laughs> called uh, Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. Give uh, but she yeah. said, make room. She goes, make room with a grateful heart. I was like, that's not the lyrics at all. Uh, all right, so. This is not a roast, right? No, it's not. A Whole New World. That is actually my favorite Disney Pixar movie and song. Yeah. Cool. Um, Alicia, Alicia really has an incredible story. Um, Alicia is, uh, many of you will relate to her in your, especially you, you um, headstrong, confident, go-getting boss girls who are like, "Mm," like, I'm, you know, I'm the CEO, I'm the leader, I'm going to walk into a room and I'm going to take control and I'm going to, you know, like your boyfriend broke up with you because he said that you were bossy. Like those girls, you're, <laughs> you're going to relate to Alicia, not because she's bossy like that, but because, maybe. well, kind of, <laughs> maybe the, the time cards thing is like, get us, she, she was going to put a, a note on my door today because time cards were due today. Um, but she, she is sincerely, and I think this is a God given gift. She is such a leader at heart. Now, She's also such a great follower. And I'd say just on behalf of Amber and I and being on our youth team, there's never been a moment where we felt a stepping over bounds or like trying to take control. It's always been such like she has been such wind in our sails and such support, which I think is why God gifts her with such um, an ability to lead. And and she'll share some some of her story with you. So I don't want to get into all of it, but like she has been very successful in the corporate world and in leadership and all of that sort of stuff. And so for some of you, you have some of that in your heart. There's some of that out ahead of you in your future. And so I think for some of you who um, are, are kind of heading it down that road, like I especially want to just share with you, you know, you guys who are like, you know, you just grind. You, you sleep two hours a night and you just grind. You literally eat dirt to do whatever <laughs> it takes. Eat literal dirt to just make, you know. Some of you have some of that mentality. That's not all bad, which she'll talk about a bit. But there's some lessons to be learned here. So listen up. Get ready to take some notes. Alicia, share with us what your life lesson and the testimony is that you want to bring to the table. Well, 
Um, oh, excuse me. That's my somebody's, somebody's calling her. If it's not God, don't answer. It's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's your daughter. Sorry. Dustin, I had to hang your, up on her. Text your sister. Say tell she's her busy. it's not a good time. Um, the lesson, the life, life lesson. Life lesson and testimony, yeah. My Begin life lesson, I think, I want to say it right away, out the door. So take notes. And I see you guys. This is a great perspective because, you know, I'll sit there with you. And how many of you I've tapped on your shoulders? All, <laughs> no one wants to acknowledge that I've said something to you. Um, this is it. Listen up. Right? Because there's lots of distractions in this world today. And I want you to listen up and hear this. Keep your eyes on God. Because the world will blur your vision. That's great. Okay? Have you ever had blurry vision? Have you ever had sleep in your eyes? Anybody have pink eye? It's terrible. Yeah, blurry vision. Yeah, everybody's like, gross. That's so disgusting. But when you've had blurry vision... It's the worst because you can't see. And the world is intentionally being your opponent to blur your vision on what God has in store for you. So that is really what I want to send home with you tonight. That's great. So um, let me ask you this question then. How, How did you, which I think how you did is how many of us will, get distracted and then how did you and how can we refocus that distraction on God and the plans and purposes he has for our lives? I got distracted um, by the world super easy because they told me I was awesome. Mm. They told me I was great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am great. And um, it pumped me up. And and so that's how I got easily distracted yeah. um, by the world. Uh, and then it's not a joke. I'm ambitious. I'm driven. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I've owned my own businesses. I made money. Um, I know like it. how much approximately? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have made some money. So um, I've been to your house, Alicia. I'm not. <laughs> But I'm, I'm saying that I want to say the word money, currency, investment, revenue. I want you to feel it because I yeah. know that all of you, I've sat with some of you, and I'm like, I'm going to make money because I'm going <laughs> to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're going to go for it, but yeah. I'm going to tell you this. There's never enough money. Yeah. You will always want more. Come on. And you will be empty by the time it's done because the next shiny toy is going to come up and it's going to cost more and you're going to have to sacrifice to get yeah. it. And the reality is the corporate world and the individuals that are pr- pumping you up are going to toss you to the side when you get too old. Wow. Right? And I'm saying that to the 14, 16, 17, 18-year-olds because the next 14, 16, 17, 8-year-olds coming up are going to pass you by. So the distraction was my own ambition. The distraction was my own greediness. I wanted it all and I wasn't going to stop. So that's what I did. Any other questions? No, I'm just kidding. But that's, that's what I did. And that was, that was part of, part of, um, that was part of my blurred vision. Yeah. I missed it. And I got my calling at age 16. God spoke to me right there. And I'm not saying like, 
you know, Alicia, I'm calling you. It wasn't like the whole Darth Vader thing. It was, I felt it. And you know what it was? It's just like how Riley came up here. And you noticed when the transition happened and she flowed because the Holy Spirit was moving through, that's what happened to me. Someone asked me to speak and say, give your testimony. And I'm like, I ain't got no testimony. I'm like, I don't have anything to say. And I shared. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, I, I love encouraging people. I love telling you, you're a masterpiece. Do you realize? I'm sorry, I'm going off script, so Do you need thing. to keep me thinking. Do your thing. Do you realize? Uh, I might stand up a little bit. Run it. Okay. Let me just let me just feel this. I need you to see, I need you to know this because God has asked me to share this with you. You are his masterpiece. It's great. Do you realize you are autographed? Like his signature runs through your veins. You, you might have a prized possession of something that's autographed by Kobe Bryant Ooh. or somebody famous, I don't know, but all I'm saying is that you're a masterpiece. Yeah. God invested everything in you. So when you want to talk about revenue and return on money and you want yeah. to see how much more you can have, there's nothing else that compares to your life. Yes. To your life. Come on, Alicia. It's great. To your life. Yeah. That's so important. And if I could ask right now every leader to just stand up right now. Every leader our youth leaders. Stand up. All right, everyone who's sitting down, look around. You see them? They are your cheerleaders. They are praying for you. They believe in you. You're not doing this race alone. Hebrews 12.1 says, that there's a crowd of people. Okay, leaders, you can sit down. There's a crowd of people. You guys are so good. Stand up. Just kidding. <laughs> We're bad. This is not going to be good. We'll Hebrews 12.1, it talks about a crowd of people yeah. who are celebrating and cheering you on. This crew is cheering you on. Great. Yeah. They are praying for you every day at 7 o'clock p.m., this pastor is walking the campuses praying for you. So you're not in this life alone. So don't let the world take your eyes off the big prize, which is bigger than money. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to ask a couple of questions, but just on that, on that uh, and it'll be off script questions here in a second. So get ready. Um, I remember there's, there, there's been a few times since Alicia's jumped on our team where we've been Amber and I have been in her office. She's been in my office. A few weeks ago, we were right here next to Sage talking about some situations and things that you guys are walking through, stuff that you're going through. And we're like, literally, you guys, we're literally crying together, weeping together over these things, praying together, joining our faith together. So you got to know, like, when she has the leader stand up, like, these are people who love you, who yes. back you, who are praying for you. There's a, there's a verse in Scripture. It's one of the scariest verses in all of Scripture where Jesus tells Peter, he says, Jesus being God in the flesh tells Peter, bro, Satan has asked for you by yes. name. And he says, but Peter, I've prayed for mm-hmm. you. There's some of you that, like, 
as your pastor, as your leaders, we've seen, bro, like, whether you believe it or not, there's a real enemy in the world. Yes. And, and for some of you, he's out to get you. Yeah. He's asked for you. He's mm-hmm. coming after you. He wants to sabotage your life. Mm-hmm. He wants to derail everything. John mm-hmm. 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to do that for your life. And some of you, you're in the middle of that. You're like, he wants to. He already has, Corey. Right. Well, and some of you heard Cameron's story last week, and there is redemption for you, right. and God can intervene, and he's going to show up. But you need to know, he can all he wants, but we've prayed for you. We've covered you in prayer, and we're fighting for you. Some point, like Riley was just talking about, you got to start fighting for yourself. Yeah. When, when you were talking a moment ago, Alicia, about money, and, and, and we joke, and look, here's the thing. Like, people will say, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible actually no. says. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say the love of money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And so, like, money in and of itself, it's not a sin to have money. It's a sin for money to have you. Right. So, and, and, and as Alicia was sharing, I was like, dude, when she's talking about this, there isn't a paycheck big enough to fill your soul. You've got to know that. And sitting next to me is a lady who's, who's probably made more money on one business deal than I've ever seen in my whole life. And she's trying to tell you, it will not fulfill. It, like, like, been there, done that. It will not fulfill. And on top of that, you guys, there isn't a car nice enough for right. Pastor Corey to sacrifice the relationship I have with you. Right. There's not a house nice enough to make me give up on Riley. Right. There's not, there's not a vacation dreamy enough for me to say, Bridge Youth, peace out. It just wouldn't <laughs> happen. There's no amount of money that, that is worth giving up on you guys and walking away from you guys. Right. And in that vein, and, and, and you've shared this with me, that's why I'm going to ask you, you recently stepped in a lot of ways. I know you still, you know, you're, you're a boss and you're an entrepreneur and all that. So <laughs> she, I know you're a girl, Alicia, that's still got her side hustles going on and everything. So you're still, there's some, there's some corporate world that you're still a part of. But in a lot of ways, you've stepped out of the corporate right. world to step into ministry right. and what God has called you to. So share with us um, two things there. Share with us, uh, obviously not specifics. I was joking when I asked you, well, how much did you make? <laughs> I was joking. But ask to step into ministry and God's plan and purpose for your life in this season, what did it cost you and what did people around you have to say about it? Oh, that's a, this is a really good question. It cost me my ego. Wow. It cost me what I was defining myself as. Um, it was really hard. I, I wanted the ministry. I've wanted the ministry since I was 16 years old. And I even tried to bring the ministry into corporate. But when that isn't your focus, because you can't focus on two things. You can't. You, you, you just can't. Just so you know, if you think that you're going to, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do God here, and I know that God said this, but I'm going to do this instead, it, it's not going to work. Wherever your attention is, wherever your focus is, is where you're going. I know that sounds super basic, but that's it. And so to step out of corporate world, I felt undefined. I felt like, well, who am I now? And actually, nobody knows me. And that was embarrassing. That was, that was, uh, that was hard. 
it was it was that was it was very prideful for me. And the second part. What did people have to say about it? My friends. From, yeah. Um, they they just challenged me. They're like, "This is not going to work. You're not used to this. It's not. This is not going to be enough. Why is church coming first? Um, why can't you just?" Why can't you just volunteer? Why do you have to make it part of your life? And <laughs> which was a really good questions, right? Like, why do you give up all this when you can just come to church once in a while? Because the deal is, when God puts a calling in your life, when that seed that He planted in you, that potential is fighting to grow, you surrender to it. And I'll tell you this much, kids, I'll tell you this much, students, I'll tell you this much, young adults, that that seed that's growing will grow. And you'll achieve it whether you're 16 or later. But God will have his way. And if you want true success, it isn't going to be based on what's in your bank account, but it's going to be based on your heart investment in yourself with Jesus Christ and in others. Yeah, in really, others. Really, really good. Um, hopefully this isn't, this isn't too personal, but I've always respected you for this, and I don't know that I've ever even told you how much I respected you about this conversation we had, that when you stepped into ministry, um, you said that you, you had sat down with someone who was maybe like a financial consultant of yours or whatever, and you literally said, what will I have to give up what can can I actually even do this on paper? Right. And there was a lot that you had to sacrifice, stuff that because Amber and I are close to you, we know right. and we see, but stuff that not everybody would see. Right. So I just want to say, like, dude, in front of everybody, like, you've quite literally put your money where your mouth is. And I really do believe, students, here's a life lesson for you. You want to know what matters most to people? You want to know what really matters most? I'll tell you right now. Show me where you spend your time and your money, and I'll right. show you what matters most to you. Right. Show me where you spend your time and your money, and I will show you what has your heart. I will show you where your focus. She's talking about focus. I'll show you where your focus is at, where you're spending your time and money. Absolutely. It's, people get so tense the moment right. you start talking about money right. in church. But Scripture says where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The direction you send your finances, the thing is, is that that's where your heart's going to be. Now, here's one of the things that you need to know about Alicia's, Alicia's life and one of the things she's trying to let you guys know. In your life, look, there's nothing wrong with looking out towards your future and wanting financial stability. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you make faith decisions first and financial decisions second. You make Amen. faith decisions first and financial decisions second. Right. That's how that works. Okay, so if your faith decisions lead, because some of you, like Alicia, God has legitimately gifted you to be a business owner, to be a CEO, to be a CFO, to be an entrepreneur, to start up your own business, whatever that might be. And there are so many good, godly Christian business owners in our church. Right? Some of you, that's what God's gifted you to do. But what you need to do is you need to step out in faith and not be only making financial decisions. Pursuing, pursuing a life calling, like your career, some of you guys don't realize yet, your career will be so much of your life focus. Yeah. So much of it. 
So your career needs to be not what will make you the most money. It needs to be what God's called you to. Because if it's God's will, it's God's bill. He will take care of you and he will provide for you if you just follow his will. So Alicia, as Jake is coming up insinuating that we're going a little bit too long. (laughs) I I did want to add, right now you might not think, well, I... I want money. I don't even have money. I'm not striving for money. But you are striving for something. You are striving for something. You may not feel like you're driven, but you are going somewhere. Your focus is somewhere. And that's defining your future for tomorrow. And so what I can say about distractions is this, is that your distractions are life-sucking. Like, they'll take out the life out of you, and you won't realize it. When Pastor Corey was talking about an enemy, and we've heard that voice, bef- that, that verse before. Oh, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I mean, my mom said it to me when I was growing up. I'm like, I know he's coming for me. Jeez. I'm like, okay, the devil's, all right, come on, let's go. The devil's chasing me, and I know that. I just put it on the back burner. I didn't believe it anymore. But let me tell you this. There's a real opponent. Okay? So... We just all watched football, or at least you did. Right? One and oh, baby, number okay. one in the division. All right, that's too much. That's too much <laughs> on that. But this is the deal. Listen up. Hey, boys, I'm talking to you. Look it. When those guys were on the field, the opponents, they weren't just going at it half hearted. Hearted. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. I gave you the ministry <laughs> phrase. You were thinking about the, the business Sorry. executive <laughs> phrase. I got you. They weren't going at it half-hearted. Right. Okay? Listen up. This is so good, you guys. They weren't pushing back like, uh, uh, right? They're going, Wait, how was that? They were going <laughs> to break kneecaps, yep. push you down, yep. uh, so you don't come back up. Right. That's the opponent that's after your life, that's after your future. So I'm not here to just scare you and tell you, oh, I had a future and I did this and I did that. The reality is this. You have a real opponent that's after your life. I say that because I love you. And I'm so mad that I care for you guys that much. I get time to worry about X amount of kids. I got two. Those are my favorites and that's it. Not so. You guys have weaseled yourselves into my heart, and I care about you. I care about your grades. I care about the teachers that are annoying. I could care about all the different things that come up, right? Because there's a real appointment, a real appointment, opponent that does not want you to succeed. And that vision that you have in your heart that pool that you know that God wants to do something in your life is a real thing. Stick there. Don't be impatient about the process. There are no shortcuts to life. There are no shortcuts. None. You got to walk every single freaking step. You're going to fall down and get back up and you're going to want to turn around. You keep going because God has a purpose and he needs you to do what he's called you to do, and that's the vision that he's put in your life. So good, Alicia. Before we before we jump to the last question of what you wanna <laughs> what you wanna leave them with, um, just kidding. Uh, you guys, 
what Alicia's talking about a moment ago is like, I really feel like you don't quite understand the war that's been waged against your life. And what happens sometimes is, um, you guys, you guys should have learned this in school. Every um, action has an equal and opposite reaction, reaction, right? Well, I think that spiritually we don't give an equal and opposite reaction to the enemy. And as she's talking about football, Raiders are one to know. As she's talking about football, she's saying like, okay, like if if the offense is going all out and they're doing their thing and the defense is like not tackling them but just kind of trying to push them over, yeah. like no, it's not going to work. And I feel like for some of you, like the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. It is a nuclear war against your life yeah. and you're trying to show up with a squirt gun. You're like, oh, I'll fight you with your F-16 and your tank and your nukes and your guns, and I'm going to show up with my Nerf gun. Like, and I know it's silly, but some of you guys, you're, Jesus, when talking about, okay, what's, what's the most important thing? Someone laid out to Jesus. What's the most important thing, like, ever? And he said, here it is. You ready? Love the Lord your God with all. Somebody say all. all. With all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. You have to know tonight God is all or nothing, and right. he will not take your sloppy seconds. Amen. He will not take your scraps. Even more so, God will not set. Cameron talked about this last week when he talked about being lukewarm. He will not accept 99.99%. It is 100% or nothing with God. And I think that tonight is the night for some of you, yes. that some of you who don't know Jesus, that you're going to go all in. For some of you, you've thought that you've known Jesus. And hearing Riley's story, you're like, maybe I haven't really given him my all because my faith is not my own. And you're going to go all in. So tonight, Alicia, what would you want to leave us with? I want to leave you with keep your eyes on God. Because the enemy really wants to blur your vision. He really wants to distract you. He really wants you to think you're not what you think you are. He really wants you to think that everything on social media is real. He really wants you to think that you're not enough. He really wants you to think that the mistakes you made are defining you. And I have four things that I wish I would have done. And I did one out of the three. You ready? Number one, thank you, Amber. Ask for help. Don't keep that. Don't do it by yourself. I don't care. I've said this to grown women. Hundreds and hundreds of women have I coached in their businesses. And I said, there is not a single thing you can tell me that will shock me. And I say it to you. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody. Yeah. Because that shame, guilt, or embarrassment will be your distraction. Right. You will be your own distraction from your own destiny. You believe that? You. So ask for help. I didn't because I was embarrassed and too prideful. Don't let that do that. Number two, guess what? Share your dreams and your goals because that is a glimpse of what God's telling your purpose is. 
Don't be embarrassed about that either. Yeah. I'm a huge daydreamer. I love to daydream. And that's just living a dream that hasn't been fulfilled just yet. Love it. So share that. Number three, focus. Laser light focus, right? Where are my swimmers? Yeah, right? You ain't going to swim looking at your opponent. You're not going to be in swimming and looking at the other person's lane. You have to focus. That's so great. You have your head down and you go. That's what focus is, right? The last points, by the way, read your Bible. It's great. It's great. Seriously, read it. I don't care if you're like, I don't understand it. I don't know what I'm reading. But your spirit does. Your spirit needs it. It needs to be fed. Don't be that. 15-year-old baby, me, 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 feed me. <laughs> feed your spirit. Yeah. Read the Bible. Right. Open it up. For yeah. heaven's sakes, it's everywhere. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. Read your Bible. Now, my friends, that's what I did. Yeah. I read my Bible every single day, and that's how God saved me, and that's how he made me successful. That's how he protected me. That's how I was able to have beautiful, healthy kids and be a good mom because that Bible, that DNA, being that masterpiece, resurrected and lived in me every single day. Love it. Every single day. So let me leave you this last acronym. I know. Here we go. This is the last one. Here we go. If you're writing it down, write it down. It's focus. I have to do this. Focus. Wake up. Focus. I was trying to clap like really big, but it didn't wake up. It didn't happen. Focus. I can yell into this, but I think you pay attention when people are yelling at you. Focus. Here we go. F is for, I was going to say something funny, but. Everybody just thought F is for friends who do stuff together. That's from SpongeBob. (laughs) Focus is full on Christ-centered, undistracted sight. Full on. You know what it means to be full on. Impactful. Stomping. Making it happen. I might embarrass my son right now. I, I think I will. But when I look at him, and I used to watch him run track, it was like watching this muscular horse. And he was like, rah! Me too, he was going man. out there, right? You too. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? That's sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but the focus and the intensity, yeah. it right. was full on. It was, it was centered. It was undistracted. And it was sight for the finish line. Yeah. That is what you need to be for Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you. For you. For you who looks on social media 24-7 and doesn't think about Christ. For you who are on Netflix. For you who are leading lives that are not Christ-based. For you that are centered on your sports and not God. Whatever the case may be. God died for you. You are his masterpiece. You have meaning. You have value. You've got a purpose. You're actually intended 
to change the world. You are not accidentally here by chance. You are the game changer. You are the world changer. You're not just somebody who comes to church and leaves. No, you better consume, eat, digest everything of Christ that you can because one day you're going to get face to face with your opponent and you're going to say, I'm ready. Yeah. Bring it. Great. Man up right now because yeah. God's already spoken to me. Yeah. That's right. so great, Alicia. Hey, um, on behalf of Amber, myself, on behalf of all of Bridge Youth, Thank you for stepping into your purpose. Thank you for stepping into ministry and following what God has for you. God's placed so many talents and abilities in you that um, in so many ways, there was a glimpse of it in the corporate world and all that you had accomplished. But the full fruition of it will be found in the kingdom. And thank you for stepping into God's purpose. I I was thinking as as Alicia was talking, like, like, what if? What if she never stepped back into all that God had for her and stepped into her purpose? I've had conversations with people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who said, I knew it. I knew God called me, and I got distracted. Don't get distracted. It all starts with the relationship with Jesus Christ, with your Savior. Not one that's handed down to you from your parents, one that's your own. It starts with stepping away from the distraction and walking the road that God's called you to. And you're going to have the opportunity to start that relationship right now, tonight. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? If you're in this place and you say, that is me. I I want a relationship with Jesus. I've been distracted. Maybe it's that you've been trying to live off a hand-me-down faith. If tonight you'd say, no more. I want a relationship with God. I want to know Jesus. I want to follow him. Not not half-heartedly, not 99%, 100% full-on Christ-centered life, completely lived for him. If that's you tonight, with heads bowed and with eyes closed, I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand. This is your moment. This is your time. I've had my moment. Riley's had hers. Alicia has had hers. This is your moment. When I get to three, heads bowed, eyes closed, you lift your hand. One, two, three, go. All over this place. Amen. Best decision you will ever make with your life. You can put your hands down. What we're going to do right now is we're going to pray. I'm going to give you the words. Just repeat these simple words right after me. Wrap your heart around them. Everybody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you all my heart. I give you all my life. I give you everything. I will no longer be distracted. I'm going to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? Hey, nobody distracting anybody. Would you stand to your feet, head to the front? I want to do one more thing before we get into worship. Stay in this moment. Stay in this atmosphere. I feel like tonight that there's a handful of people. Last week, we talked about paths and roads. And I felt like like we had people who were already down this path of destruction. We had some people who were getting ready to walk that path of destruction. And tonight, I think it's a path of distraction. There's some of you who you've let life distract you. Maybe for some, it has been 
inherently negative, even sinful. For some of you, it's not even like sinful. It's like okay stuff. For some of you, it's just like things that shouldn't have captured your heart and pulled you away, but it did. For Alicia, she talked about how it was, it was going and being successful. It was going and making money. That's not inherently bad, and yet it still distracted her. So tonight, I'm going to ask Alicia to pray over every distraction and that God would give you a supernatural focus on him. All over this place, would you just bow your head, close your eyes, nobody distracting anybody. Would you put your hands right out in front of you like you're receiving something from God as Alicia prays? Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you. And Father, we ask that you would give us focus, Father God, that we would be full on Christ-centered, undistracted sight for you, Father God. I ask right now for every student here that's represented, every family, Father God, that you would provide clarity, Father God, in every situation. Father, when they feel chaos, they will lean into you. Father God, I pray when they feel like they're spending too much on social media, that they would recognize that this is a distraction. Father God, that the opponent is trying to blur their vision. And right now, Father, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would begin to do miracles and healings in their life so that they could start seeing the trueness of who they are. Father God, that you would show them. Father, give them glimpses of their purpose. Father, that they could be focused on you in all things, Father God, in all things. Father God, when it comes to their, their goals, their dreams, the things that they desire. Father God, I pray that you would be the one that would be the driving force in their life so they could have clarity and true focus and vision for you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, can you guys join me in just thanking Alicia for sharing that tonight? Hey, we're going to move into a, to a, to a time of worship. So worshiping with everything. Our prayer stations are open on either side. There's leaders there ready to pray with you. If you want to just write down a prayer, you can. But tonight, in this moment, let's worship God with all that we have.
Bridge Youth. I, I love nights like tonight. I love getting to hear stories specifically from my little sister, Riley. You killed a girl. Um, but when we hear testimonies like Riley's and we hear testimonies like Alicia's, a lot of times when I was growing up and when I was growing up in youth group and I would hear these testimonies like Riley, I would say, well, I don't have a story. I haven't gone through things. I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about when people ask me what my testimony is. God can't use me because I haven't gone through A, B, and C, right? Bridge Youth, Jesus chose Peter, who was just a fisherman, and he said, on this rock, I will build my church. He chose a fisherman. He chose Matthew, who was just a tax collector. And he said, come and follow me, Bridge Youth. He is looking directly at you in the eyes tonight, and he is saying, come and follow me. I wanna give you a story. I wanna give you a testimony. Corey says this all the time to us, and I love when he says this. He says, what if somebody else's faith relies on you stepping into your calling and telling and witnessing to the people what God has done in your lives? Bridge Youth, we're gonna sing a new song here in a second. And it talks about witnessing God's faithfulness and His love and the impact that that has on other people when we go out and we tell people about what we have seen and what we've heard. And so, Bridget, tonight, I wanna encourage you, if you feel like you don't know what your calling is, if you feel like you don't know what your path is, we still have our prayer stations open, you guys. We still have our prayer teams that are on either side of the stage that are willing to stand and pray with you and ask God to reveal to you in a new way tonight what that could be. So over the course of this next song, I encourage you, go see our prayer teams, go see our prayer stations, go see any leader, because we want to pray with you. But before we get into this, I want to teach you guys the chorus to this song. It goes like this. And I've witnessed your faithfulness, and I've seen you breathe life within, so Joe. 
witnessed it. You're constant. You're constant. I've witnessed it. And I'm confident. I see it again and again. You love and I've witnessed it. You heal. You heal and I've witnessed it. You save. You save and I've witnessed it. And I'm Even at the beginning of when Riley was giving a part of her story, the only thought that I had, and I had all throughout both of the stories, was the ball is in your court. And whether you've made the decision to follow God personally, or maybe this is the decision where you're like, you know what, I don't just want to follow God right now in my young years, I also want to follow God for the rest of my life. The ball is in your court. And when it comes to us, here at Bridge Youth, here at the church, we want to do everything that we possibly can to help you on your faith journey, but ultimately we cannot decide that for you. It's in your court and it's your decision. We can't pray, uh, you know, we can pray on your behalf, but we ultimately can't pray for you in a literal sense, right? We can't believe for you in a literal sense. It's all in your court. And I really do believe that people were impacted tonight. And I really do believe that people gave their life to Christ tonight for the very first time. They made it personal, they made it real. And we're just so excited and so happy to be along that journey with y'all. And we have a resource available for you guys called The Next Seven Days. All you have to do is just uh, DM us on Instagram at bridge, Y-T-H underscore. DM us next seven and we'll give you that resource. Ultimately, it's to help you out in your next seven days in your walk with Jesus. Can we make some noise for Riley and for Alicia as they share their story? Come on. Hey, 
Some things before we jump into our last worship song of the night. First and foremost, Wednesday nights are not the only time that we have youth. We also have Sunday morning youth in connect groups at 1130 service. So if you've never been to connect group before, I dare you to come through on Sunday. It's a blast. It's an awesome time. Be there. And then for all of my seniors in the house, just raise your hand right now if you're a senior. If you're a senior. Hey, I want you guys to personally come to Young Adults on Sunday. We have an international speaker coming from Australia. Her name is Layla Nahavandi. It's going to be amazing. We want to invite all of our seniors out to that. Also, all of our young adult leaders as well. Or maybe you have an older sibling, older sister, older brother, whoever. Invite them 5 p.m. Sunday in the coffee shop. Let's go out on one last worship song.
everybody, everybody get down. Our prayer stations are still open. If you guys want prayer, 